The Balnaves Foundation Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Fellowship is one of the most prestigious playwriting awards in Australia. And through the fellowship, Indigenous artists like Leah Purcell, Nikia Louie, Cody Bedford, Nathan Maynard and Thomas Wetherill have developed their craft and enriched the theatre's programming. This year's recipient, Delara Williams, is someone you probably know better for her acting. Whether you caught her in Miranda Tapsell's romantic comedy Top End Wedding, ABC TV's Black Comedy, or Thomas E. Lewis and Michael Cantor's The Shadow King, a reworking of Shakespeare's King Lear. But Delara's no stranger to writing, and over the next 18 months, she'll use the fellowship to develop a show set just down the road from Belvoir. My first time performing at Belvoir was in 2019 with William Boga Yuringa, which was written by Andrea James and uh, directed by Anthea Williams, uh, which was really beautiful. But I got to work with Eamon Flack, who is the artistic director, in my first ever production in 2014 called Willa Monet in the Seventh Bamanui, which is a Tiwi kids pantomime story adaptation of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. So it's this weird connection that I have with the artistic director and also the space. And coming from Sydney yourself and Redphone, which is walking distance to the theatre, how do you think that will impact your time there? Uh, Because I don't have to worry about commute. (laughs) Um, A lot. Because I'm only about like two, three blocks away. So it's not going to be a hassle to get to and from Belvoir, which I'm sure for others or other recipients in the past, they had to take in consideration, which means I'll have a lot more time sort of being in their space or in my space and I don't have to worry about the in-betweens. Which is a really important consideration because um, I know that people like Shari Sabins and Cody Bedford have talked a lot about what it's like to go into a theatre space and feel like feel like it's not a space that's for you as a black follower. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. It's conversations that I've had recently with Cody and a few others about how do you make this a black space or how do you make this comfortable for people like us to go into these very intimidating spaces. I sort of tend to have like imposter syndrome every time I walk into that building um, and that's my own <laughs> journey. Uh, But I think it's different for me because I grew up in Redfern and my family is a part of that community, unlike the others that are families so far away over in WA, over in NT, that I have a, I'm a little bit more comfortable being in these kinds of spaces because I guess I have a right to. I think that's what it's coming down to. Of I come from a long line of activists and people taking up spaces in the area that I'm just like another one of those. It's a continuation of something that's already happened yeah. within your family and, and your life. Yeah, and I constantly keep my grandparents and my family updated on all my movements, uh, whether it is in that building or surrounding um, the pieces that I'm creating or a part of that because they are so important to me and also the community that they're attached to. I like to keep them updated constantly. But I think that this is something that Belvoir is also thinking about 
because this year for the first time the the Belnaves Fellowship has extended to 18 months so that there's actual Mm -hmm. overlap between last year's fellow and you. Yes, which is really exciting because it does feel like if one ends and the other one starts, that you don't get to sit down and have that conversation of what is your experience. You have to do that on outside time. And so for Belvoir to then extend that and taking consideration of that crossover and the importance of that crossover when it comes to exchange information and a handover pretty much, that would then help both the recipients and also Belvoir in future, um, what works and what doesn't. So I'm really excited to have these little sit-down conversations with Tom. (laughs) Delara, I think for the most part people have gotten to know you as an actress both on screen and stage, but you've also been writing for quite a while. Your debut play, Lookout, featured at Mogollon's Yellow Monday Festival. You took part in Il Bidgeri's Black Riots program. What do you see as being kind of the big themes that are sort of going through your work? I think my biggest focus right now is the experience of, of the Black experience living in the city. I grew up in the city. I spent all high school through here and so is my family. And that's the one thing that I realised was getting overlooked is our experience in the city and how we come together as a community from every part of the country and how we do connect and we connect through pop culture and we connect through family, of course, But being in the city where you're surrounded by multiple cultures, how do you hold on to your own? And that was a really important thing to me because it was a real struggle for a lot of black fellas growing up in the city that because it's right there in front of you or you get dominated by other cultures, how do you hold on to your own and how do you stay proud of your own? And as my uncle always says, he goes, also we're real stylish and it's like about the clothes that we wear and the music that we listen. I was like, yeah, that's the thing that I want to show, especially when majority of of us live in the city. I wanted to start writing pieces for us, for us to come to the theatre, for us to come to the films and escape with us. So they're sort of my main themes that I am exploring. Are you going to be using this time in the fellowship to, because you, you can use the time kind of any way that you want. Um, you can use it to read plays that other people have made. I know that that's what Cody Bedford mm-hmm. did. Yes. Um, you can use it to kind of really drill down on the writing. And I know that you have a, a script that you're planning to work on. Mm-hmm. What What's going to be your focus? I think it's the way of other scripts. I think the way Cody had as well, because I'm, I'm also now seeing theatre in a different lens. I used to watch it through an acting lens <laughs> and now I'm writing, <laughs> seeing it through a writer's lens of going, okay, I can see how you plan this out and and taking that approach. So it'll be interesting to go and re- go back and read other plays or see other performances through this lens and, and really question myself of why I'm doing this and keeps going back to that question of why, 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 why. And I, that's sort of where I'm going. I really want to understand how this business works, especially theatres, for these opportunities so we can start having more and more of us have the confidence to go into these spaces and to tell our stories. I know that this is really early to be asking this, but are there any plays or particular kinds of stories that you're 
you're keen to focus in on? Oh, this might be too early. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't think I know um, that answer right now because I think I'm too hell-bent on focusing on this story that I get like blinders on that I don't see anything else unless it's his story, which is sometimes doesn't help because I just get hyper-focused on it. Well, how um, do you go about finding other plays to read? Oh, well, the great thing about Belvoir, they have this um, amazing archive that being part of the fellowship you have access to. And so if I have any questions or any specific plays, they'll be like, I want comedies that are in the 80s and blah, blah, blah. They're like, okay, we can just get a whole bunch of them that will think that suits you or what you're looking for. So I think to have that access um, is pretty good to really go, oh, no, we have this very quirky, specific one and they're the ones that I would love to focus on. Yeah, um, I guess I've been thinking a lot about, like, the canon and the kinds of plays that in Australia we consider, like, the classics Mm -hmm. and the ones that get staged over and over again, the ones that people read in order to learn how playwriting works Mm -hmm. and what it what it does for Blackfellas, because our canon is different, our classics are different, yeah. but they're also kind of running parallel to the Western ideas. Well, that's it. I think they become classics when both communities really get it, especially the reason why they keep putting on seven stages of grieving. It's because there's something about it that something must not be changing and that's why we're still relating to it. Another great thing that I love showing people um, is the small uh, mockumentary uh, barbecue area that was done in 85, I believe, which is like the reversal of colonisation. And it holds a little special part of me and my grandfather's going to hate it um, because my grandfather is the one that speaks first and asks what what do you call this place? And I always tease him about it. And he just shakes his head just like, ugh. I was like, yeah, that's my little um, fame connection. But the funniest thing is even though it's done in 85, I show people now and they can't believe how relevant it is and that we can still relate to it so many years after. Can I ask what, what actually got you interested in playwriting? Uh, There was two things. Growing up in the city, I wanted to see representations of myself. And then on the actor's side, I was actually tired of grieving on stage. As much as they're beautiful and stunning stories to be a part of, there was that part of me that used to go home just broken. And I just questioned that of going, why am I putting myself in these situations and in these stories for the entertainment of white people. So that's when I started questioning a lot of things. And it wasn't until I think I saw a fellow actor just break down on stage, beautifully on stage, but I was like, I'm tired of seeing my uh, peers go through this for art and there has to be a balance somehow. And that's when I wanted to write something about black love and family humour and the piece that I, I, I'm writing for Belvoir t- sort of takes from good times from the 70s and Cosby Show in the 80s, these sort of wholesome but funny families. And that's the thing I wanted to show because 
that's what my family is, dysfunctional but hilarious and always got your back. And I think that's what I wanted just to balance the spectrum of uh, black storytelling. I go through I go through these like little preoccupations and I, I started looking at how often black art is engaging with grief mm-hmm. and trauma and particularly when it comes to art forms like theatre, what it must be like to constantly put your body in a state of trauma through rehearsals, through performances and then what do you... What do you do with that afterwards? It is interesting. I, Depending on the story, I probably have one breakdown per rehearsal. <laughs> and I was like, that's where I cap? Good. I sort of know where I can go from now, um, which is my own prep. Uh, and it's something that every actor's different. And for me, that was where I was like, oh, that's where my limit is. And I, I think I did Jane Harrison's Rainbow's End, which is set in 1955 or 53. And she has this big speech at the end. And I was saying it in rehearsals and I just broke down because I go, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed since the 50s. And so if you look at all of all of it, of what's been staged that is is based on trauma compared to what isn't, it's pretty significant, the difference. Yeah, I, I got to that point where my I needed to have a break and I'm, I'm sure a lot of actors go through that of going, I need to go have a break, find myself, um, especially when the story is really close to you. I had another um, cousin that did a story and it was actually really close to his story and he found it hard each night to deal with this situation. And afterwards he was like, I just needed to go home and have a break. And so to stop us from burning out or stop us from just sort of giving up completely is how do we bring balance back into our life. As much as these stories are important and I love these stories, uh, I just need to find balance. It's nice to have the light as well as the shade. Yes. Yeah. I think I think I said that in my, um, my application to Belvoir. I was like, <laughs> although our, our narrative is sort of surrounded by trauma, it's our laughter that survives. And I think that's the thing. It's like trauma, trauma everywhere. But the laughter is the way that we connect and survive. And I think that's beautiful. That's why we're the loudest in the rooms. <laughs> when it comes to laughter, you can hear it. And I think that's something that we do need to focus on is the beauty side of it and not just the trauma side. Actress and playwright Delara Williams. Delara is the Belknaves Foundation Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Artist Fellow at Belvoir Street Theatre for 2022. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.